Welcome to this episode of Care You, where we challenge and encourage listeners to be intentional and embed a practice of reflection into your caregiving. It is our intention that the contents of this podcast are accessible and meet you where you are on your caregiving journey in a non-blaming and non-shaming way. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Don. Did that sound familiar? I, this is the first time I've ever messed up and not hit record. So, That's okay. This is take two, but you, this is only take one for everybody listening. So, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, and I will say that I think my voice is back to normal now after feeling uh, not so great for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, you sound good. I think our listeners are going to be excited about our episode today. Yeah. So, um, what, what do we got going on? So today we'll look a little bit different um, because what we decided to do today is have this be a, a session or a an episode on reflecting on the the gifts of imperfection. This is a book that was our very first Care You community book study. I'm super excited about it. It was such an honor to be a part of, um, and we thought it would be great to share the contents of the book for those that want to read it, but also some reflections of us personally and those that participated. Well, and I think um, it, it's sort of a a commercial for we're going to continue to do this. Um, I'm appreciative of the district having kind of, I don't know, gone out on a limb. I mean, but I think it was really, um, I, I really like this book study. I think I can see us doing this book again. I can see us doing another book again. So what we're hoping is you listen to this episode and think, oh, I'd actually like to do that. And then <clears throat> as we start putting together a new book study for next year, you then consider taking part in that. Yeah, and I'm going to extend on your your thoughts on this being a commercial because it also could be inspiration. We have found that we have educators and friends that are from all over. Maybe yeah. I would encourage you to take a risk, either read the book, find a group of friends to read the book with, try it in your own um, school district if you are an educator. But we had 35 people sign up for our very first, and we didn't even know if we'd get three. Yeah. So 35 was awesome. We were so excited now, obviously, with schedules. Um, not everybody could come every time, and, and we did communicate with a lot of people. We're super appreciative of those that were able to make it. So how about we dive in and talk about what is this book? So it is by Dr. Brene Brown. It's The Gifts of Imperfection. So Don, if I had to ask you, what would you say this book is about and give it to us in your 30-second elevator speech? Yeah, it's hard to do anything in 30 seconds, but um, I think she talks about the idea of wholehearted living and knowing and starting to live your life in a wholehearted fashion. And she organizes the book around these guideposts, 10 of them, that really are what is getting in the way of us living wholeheartedly? I mean, that's that's kind of the the gist of the book. So, what is it? What does she mean when she talks about wholehearted living? Could you expand a little bit on that? Sure. And if you hear us kind of flipping through, we we do have our books in front of us. But in the intro, I mean, she lays it out clearly. Wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage and compassion, the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I'm enough. I'm going to bed at night thinking, yes, I'm imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the truth that I'm also brave and worthy of love and belonging. 
There's a whole bunch of keywords in there, and we talked about them a lot in our in-person sessions. Um, but I think if we talk more about the guidepost, because you talk about belonging and being brave, and can you share with our listeners what the guideposts are if they haven't ever read this book? Yeah, and I, every one of them starts off with like cultivating something. And I, to me, the important part is that things that get in the way. So it's um, letting go of what people think. Guidepost two is letting go of perfectionism. Guidepost three, letting go of numbing and powerlessness. Guidepost four, letting go of scarcity and fear of the dark. Guidepost five, letting go of the need for certainty. Guidepost six, letting go of comparison. Seven, letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. Eight, letting go of anxiety as a lifestyle. Nine, letting go of self-doubt and, in quotes, supposed to. And then finally, guidepost 10, letting go of being cool and always in control. Which sounds a lot easier said than done, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The And when you're letting go of, there's a... Um, the book comes with a lot of opportunities for reflection. And that was my favorite part is, and I thought was pretty unique is we were able to take those concepts and think about what we should let go of and what we should cultivate and look at it through the lens of us as a human, but also through the lens of what it could mean for the children in our care. Um, I don't know if that, if you felt like that was unique, but some of the discussions in our um, sessions were really unique around that in my mind. Yeah, because it is when you read the book, it is very easy to, and if you've never read Brene Brown, I like her writing style. She's very much, um, she's a researcher, she's an academic, but she doesn't always write like one. And so she really does get you thinking about yourself and what this means for you. But yeah, the number of parents that said things like, how do I help my kid to let go of what people think? Like, it's easier. I'm 53. It's easier for me to do that than it is a 12 or 13 or a 14-year-old or a senior or a 21-year-old. And so I think we really started having parents think about, um, and one person even in the evaluation said they've used the book as kind of a discussion starter within their family. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat. We had lots of discussion around it. And even though we didn't have the answers, I did feel a lot of power in everybody sharing that they're kind of going through the same thing. The discussion around the sense of belonging and being authentic as a teen yeah. and up, because we kind of all laughed. Remember how we were sharing when you're a kindergartner? Oh, you yeah. Can be authentically amazing every oh, day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, we're all kind of in this stage if you have a, a child in your care that's around that age. And so I, I found a lot of value in hearing the voices of other people and what they do to make their child feel like they belong. Um, that was really powerful for me, I, I know, because I am living that land right now. It, yeah, and I am not living that anymore. Um, and I was try it always made me think back to my kids. And I think there were times where they struggled with that, but I almost wish I would have had this book. Um, and it's about 10 years old, so a little bit older um, than some of her newer books. But I I don't know, I found it interesting because even as adults, 
I think we get caught up in that bubble of our lives and we have this group of people that surrounds us and sometimes we think we need to act a certain way around them. And so, I don't know, I just, I love the book. Um, I had not read it when you suggested it as the book study, I had not read it. And as I got into reading, it was hard to put it down because it just so much of it gets into your head and you think, do I do that? Am I like, I'm not a perfectionist, but I know some perfectionist. And so that chapter really, I was like that, I don't know, it, that spoke to me, even though I'm someone who doesn't consider myself a perfectionist. Yeah, I think it's what you're hitting on it to me is that it's definitely a book that can apply to all of us, right? Oh, yeah. And how we're living. And I love this. We we did ask for some reflections from our participants. And so I'm just going to jump in with, with one of them. We asked, what did you learn from the book study and share your top takeaway? And one of our um, participants shared, this book spoke to me in big ways. As a tired mama, I mean deeply tired, tired of the rat race, the supposed to do's, the supposed to be's, the anxiety of what if, and the constant comparison game. I wholeheartedly needed this book. I think the top overall takeaway was the significance of practicing. We must practice, or in care you words, be intentional about self-love, gratitude, belonging, authenticity, calmness, vulnerability, etc. We must allow grace to try something new or to be imperfect or to say no. We have to be intentional and practice these things so our children learn to be intentional with them too. Yeah, it's almost like we could end the podcast there. <laughs> I read the the takeaways and honestly, there's more that I think we should share because you and I can sit here and say, we think it's a great book and we loved the experience, but like, that's a mic drop. That was yeah. awesome. And, and I remember as I read that, it was like, yeah, like almost like a cheerleader, like, yes, that's what this book is all about. It, it truly is that situation where it is okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say, nope, we're not going to do that. We had conversations about sports and the parents that would say, it's like we feel like if we don't give them that opportunity, then we're cheating them. But if we give them too many opportunities, then our busy our life is so busy, we don't have time to do anything. And it's okay to say, I, that's not something that we're going to do. Yeah. It was, it was great because some people were um, validated in their practices. I know we had some people say, this is how we do gratitude. This is how we avoid shaming our children. Um, and so it's also was validating in, in some ways, but we did ask people to share if it changed their parenting mindset after both completing the book and engaging in the discussions. Um, Don, did any of those speak to you? Yeah. Um, I like the one that says not shaming my kids, even if it's playful or joking, just do what I can to build them up, encouraging bravery and authenticity. And it's like, I don't think anybody sets out, well, I, I don't think most people set out to purposely shame their kids. But sometimes just the wording of things, it's that being intentional, that look, it's the action that I don't like it's not you as a person that I don't like. That one stood out. 
Yeah, I think her best example, and honestly, I can't remember if it's from this book or not, but when she talks about her daughter and she's, instead of saying, you're a mess, it's, you're making a mess. Yeah. I know that that could seem like just a small thing, um, but I don't know if you have another example, Don, that you can think of off the top of your head, but it's just the wording of that. And like this um, caregiver said, it's building them up and encouraging bravery and authenticity. So it's great that you're making a mess. You got to clean that up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, of course, I cannot think of another example, but I'm sure if you could go back and record everything that I said to my kids as a parent, there would be times where I didn't really mean that they were blank. What they were doing, like... I I can think of an example that my kids have said to each other that I've corrected after reading her work, and it's, you're so dumb. Oh, yeah. And so we've talked around, the action wasn't smart, or you can even say that what you did was dumb, but you're not dumb. Yeah. And I don't know if that helps clarify, but I just really like, and Brene Brown is an expert in shame research. So even if you don't read this book, you can look her up and you'll get a lot of examples. But I thought that was uh, um, a neat takeaway too. Well, and I, I'm looking too at the the comments. I like this. This book gave me a voice to say I'm tired and I don't want to do life this way anymore. And then, you know, it gave me permission to own missteps and allow them to be teaching moments with my kids. And I think that's what this book does. She talks a lot about the idea of contagious. And I think one part of the book is getting you to think about if I make this tough choice to be authentic, then my friends, my family, my neighbors are going to see me do this and that will allow them to be able to do it. And I think that's one of the issues that we have in our society is we think that everybody else is doing it right. We have that perception that I'm the only one who is having these issues. And when you hear other people say it, it is very, it's like a revelation that, okay, this, I'm not the weird one here. I don't like the fact that blank is happening. I don't know if that made any sense. No, it does. And I think that's what we're trying to do with this podcast is just create a community around caregiving because it's hard. And it sometimes feels lonely. And especially when you're comparing, and we talked a lot about that comparison. So I do think what you said made sense to me. And I I just think if we can create a community around, it's okay to say yes to something. It's okay to say no. Um, it, it reminds me right of this joy and meaning, the writing down the ingredients for joy and meaning in our life and as a family. I do think that's important to, to point out. Somebody commented that that was their favorite part, but it's something that all of you can do and and just think about the ingredients for something to be joyful. And you can take your vacation that you're going to go on or a holiday that you're celebrating. We have a lot of must do's and should do's in our head for vacations, holidays, you name it. Right. And sometimes when we write it down of the things that actually are important to our family, it doesn't match. And I have a specific example from the most recent vacation that my my husband took our two boys because our spring breaks didn't match up. He took them to Florida. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Our, my parents have a house there. So he took them there and he bought Bush Gardens, all 
inclusive passes or whatever. What is that? What am I trying to say? Well, you said they can get on the rides ahead of other people. And eat whatever they want. Yeah, eat whatever they want. So I don't even know how much it costs, but I mean, it was more than 20 bucks a piece, right? Um, Yes, Stephanie, we are living in 2023. Seriously. Um, But then when when I asked my boys what their favorite part of the trip was, it was disc golfing, which is free. Yeah. So Aaron and I have really reflected, like, why would we, I mean, it's okay. We don't have to go to the amusement parks and get in the front of the lines and they don't need to eat Chick-fil-A five times, even though they thought that was cool, um, at Bush Gardens, because it's what, I don't know why we thought we should do that. If we would have just talked to them about what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I think we do. We just get caught up. I mean, I, I, I keep coming back to that phrase. We get caught up. And one of the funniest. Uh, We ask for suggestions for changes and improvements. And I know we weren't going to necessarily talk about this column, but I like we should give the book title a flashier title, something like Runaway Train Heroes. That I thought was funny, that life is like this runaway train. And I think what this book tries to get you to do is to say it doesn't have to be. You can As the conductor, okay, now I'm going to take that analogy. You know, as the train conductor, if you are the caregiver, you can put some brakes on. You don't have to continue to live life doing those things that you don't think are beneficial for your family. Yeah, did you read what that person put after that? By the way, these are all anonymous. We have no idea who wrote this, but it was runaway trains, train heroes. Oh. As our lives continue to speed up, let's ponder on what is working to keep us on the rails. Yeah. So true. Maybe Reflection. they should host the book study. Whoever or we should that at least was. yeah, we should at least hire them to name it. <laughs> Cause we probably do need some help. Cause when you say something about imperfection, people probably ran. Although we had people join us, so I guess. Well, and I not not to put Dr. Smock on the on the hot seat or anything, but it was funny as we were bringing this book to him and we said the gifts of imperfection. And I don't know whether he was kidding or not. If he listens to this, he might let us know, but he was like, why would we want to encourage that people read a book about how it's okay to be imperfect? He said that we gave him our answer, but then when he started reading it, he understood. Yeah. Yeah. That, and he has been so supportive in all of this. And so I do think that, I guess that's why we did this podcast episode is so that, so we could expand on the contents of the book that we got to walk through, but also just, I I wanted to just take a moment to just say thank you for those that joined us, uh, did take a risk to show up with people you had no idea and talk about something that you have to be pretty vulnerable to talk about your, your parenting and caregiving journey. I know it's um, not always easy. And so I just wanted to say thank you for those that did show up. Um, and have cheered us on along the way and encourage us to continue providing these opportunities because it's been a real honor to walk alongside um, some caregivers in our district. Yeah, I mean, I had a great time with it. We didn't know we didn't know how many we were going to have interested in it. I'd always wanted to do a book study with a community, but it's always hard to figure out what book. I, I think this one was a great choice. Yeah, so do I. Great reflection, discussion. Um, we will link the book to the episode notes. Um, and as always, there is a, a spot where you can give feedback. So if you have a book you would love for us to consider or a podcast episode, as we're planning for the 23-24 school year, um, we would love your feedback. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Care You and for showing up for the children in your care. Until next time.